following commentary does not necessarily reflect the views of the staff and management of WBCA or the Boston Neighborhood Network. If you would like to express another opinion, you can address your comments to Boston Neighborhood Network, 3025 Washington Street, Boston, Massachusetts, 02119. To arrange a time for your own commentary, you can call WBCA at 617-708-3215 or email radio at bnnmedia.org. Good evening, Boston. I'm your host, Larry Larry Higginbottom, and you're listening to WBCA 102.9 FM. You're listening to WBCA 102.9 FM. Name my show from the trenches, baby. Observation from the trenches. I'm the trenches from the trenches. Observation from the trenches. Well, I hope you had a very peaceful and enjoyable Christmas among family and friends. I hope you gave thanks, if you're a Christian, to Jesus Christ. If you're not, to Allah, you know, to whatever your persuasion. I hope you had a very peaceful, peaceful time with, with your families and friends. And I hope you did not have too many arguments <clears throat> or too many disagreements regarding politics. Because at the end of the day, right, tomorrow will be a new day. So don't worry about it. Again, as usual, my topic is focused on my group, Ados, America, America the Slave, as I identify as, or American Blacks. I don't denigrate anyone. I'm not against any group. The reason why I focus on my group because my group has become a permanent underclass in the country that we built into the wealthiest, wealthiest country in the world. Affirmative action failed. All these civil rights programs that King was murdered for, murdered for, failed. They all failed. They failed to elevate American blacks to be treated as full-fledged citizens with all the perks and benefit of whiteness. All the research by economists says that by 2053, American-born blacks, or ADOS as I identify as, is going to be a wealthless group with no wealth. Well, you see it right now. You see it right now. With all this development going on, none of this this is being financed or owned by American-born blacks. No capital. No capital. And we know the reason why. I talked about that. We know the role that our government played in making sure that for 350 years, all right, we produced wealth, but was locked out because of racial laws and policies. We all know about that. But the thing that I want to speak on during the holiday season, it's my last show for 23, is something that I see out here as a clinician providing wraparound services or mental health services in our folks' home. We get to work in the home to see how families and kids are faring. We get to see how well they are doing. And again, I'm here to say that you are what the data says you are. When it says that the vast majority of black American children are not faring well, they're not lying. That's fact. When they say that most uh, black American children born in a single, 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 single parent household don't do well, they're not lying. That's, that's fact. It's not here to point fingers at black females or black fathers. I'm not here to denigrate anyone. I'm not here. Ain't about blaming. Ain't about guilt tripping. Ain't about your feelings. It's too late for it now. We are too far behind to worry about your feeling or you're feeling guilty or shame. Nope, 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 nope. It's time for a new direction. So I'm going to put out an atmosphere today, this last Wednesday of the new year for me, old year 23. My topic today is parents. What you do inside your home matters. Parents, I'm really speaking to black American parents now. It applies to all parents, but I'm really speaking to my group because we are in dire, dire, dire shape. 
All the research and data shows that. So I'm speaking to my group, although it applies to anybody, but I really want my group to really pay attention to what I'm saying. And I'm speaking from being out in the trenches for the last two decades, working in families, seeing firsthand how these families are faring, seeing the environment, the climate, the resources, the teaching, provision, all that stuff. And so I want to just put it out here, be very candid. Parents, what you do inside your home truly, truly matters. <clears throat> you are the first line of instruction. You're the first line of love, discipline, right? Modeling, kindness, all those intangibles that goes, up, goes into the formulation of a child's character. You are the person responsible for that. You are. And based on what you do or how well you do it will determine, right, the trajectory that your child will end up taking as he or she aged up into adolescent, teenager, young adult, etc. And I contend, since King was murdered in 68 and last 40, 50 years, black Americans as the collective body, too many who call themselves parents have totally failed at preparing their children to be competitive in a society found in capitalism that has a white supremacist construct. And when you take into to consideration the relationship between black Americans and the white community, if any kid needs to be properly tutored, mentored, and prepared to be out here, given, given this history, it should be us. Because no one's coming to save us. Historically, right, our image has been distorted, Historically, right, we have been ostracized, cast aside, you name it. Any, any, any description you want to use, it applies to us. So the last thing that your child needs are parents who are unconscious about the important role that they're going to play in this child having a, having a chance at living a very productive, prosperous life. Not just living, but being prosperous, you know, and living well. And so... When I've come to realize that parents too often don't realize the awesome job at hand once they conceive this child. See, fornication is easy. That's the easy part. That's the easy part. You, know, you had fun. You know, I hope you had fun. Now, once little Mary, little Jimmy come here, right, now comes the work. Now comes the sacrifice. Now comes the teaching, the modeling, the disciplining, the providing. Now comes the hard work. And I contend that far too many of those who become parents in the black American community, right, have totally failed at understanding that awesome responsibility that you undertake once you become a parent. And it's not for the faint of heart. And it's a type of endeavor that once a child get here, you can't send them back. You can't do it over. You can't say, oopsie, I want to change my mind. Too late for that. And what I'm seeing out here in the trenches as a clinician, the founder of Osiris, we do home-based support, home-based mental health for the last two decades, out here with families, get to see how things are faring. I can say without no reservation that many in my community has failed their job of being mom and dad or the parent. 
They lack the mental maturity. They lack the acronym for being a parent. Many lack the financial resources, the wisdom, and just the tenacity to improve at being a parent. Many do not want to uh, forego activities that they did as a single man or woman. They feel they can still get their groove on, right? Get their swerve on, get the high on, get the liquor on, and still be somebody's mother or father. Wrong. Don't work that way. It's hard to be a parent and be balanced and coherent under the influence. Or if you got all kind of shenanigans going on in your house, all kind of music, chaos, traffic, it's hard to create a family structure that is stable, dependable, predictable, <clears throat> reliable for a child to grow, <clears throat> excuse, me, <clears throat> excuse me, to grow and nurture in that type of environment. It is too many, too many moving parts. And so I'm here to put out an atmosphere that's time for my group, ADOS, which stands for America to Send a Slave, <clears throat> as I identify as. I'm speaking mainly to black Americans, my group, because nobody needs more talking than my group, because we are destined to be a permanent underclass with no wealth. And the young folks that come out of these homes, the research already shows that if you are a child that comes out of a single family household, it don't look good for you. Not that you cannot be the exception. <clears throat> I'm not concerned about the exception. I'm, I'm concerned about the rule. That most of these kids don't fare well in school. Most of these kids here have learning challenges, behavior challenges. All right? Most of these kids here right, have a problem with authority. Most of these kids here lack social skill. Most of these kids here lack academic skill. Most of these kids here just don't do well. So my question to my group <clears throat> going to 2024, why would you want to continue doing a practice that's, that's having just uh, dire results? If it's not working, it's not working. And all the research and data shows it's not working. So it's not about, you know, blaming or you feeling bad or guilt tripping you. It ain't working. It's just not working. And too often, we celebrate young folks becoming pregnant and they're staying at home with their mama or they're staying at home with, 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 with their parents. How ridiculous is that? So you bring in life into the world. <clears throat> you are dependent on me to take care of you. You may or may not be out of high school. If you are, it doesn't matter. But you are dependent on me. So now, because you're being irresponsible, <clears throat> you went out here and you have conceived life. And so now, people end up throwing a party to celebrate this here. I don't get it. I don't get it. And so you're not married to the young man. There's no commitment there. And all the research shows that for teenagers, right, by the time you hit 21, you and him, for the most part, will be no longer together. No longer together. So what is there to, what is there to celebrate? That's my question. Because we know 
America is a very expensive place to live. You're living with me. You may or may not have finished high school, even if you have finished high school. An apartment for a single person in Boston running running anywhere between two to three grand. But you're staying home with me. But here now, you bring this, this, this bond of joy. I see parents, you know, all giddy, happy, smiling. What does it smile about? You just you're bringing more burden on this household. Because not only must I now take care of you, but I now must take care of my grandkids. And you have made me a grandparent and didn't ask me if I wanted to be one. So now I got to alter my lifestyle to accommodate my grandkids. And so you're struggling. If you're out of, out of high school, in high school, you're not even prepared to be out here. What kind of sense does that make? What kind of sense does that make? And so it's time for us, Adels, American-born blacks, to really take a look at ourselves and see when you have no standards, when you have no code of ethics, when you have no uh, conduct, code of conduct, anything will do. And so for the last 30 years since King was murdered, last 50 years, right, many in our community, right, have lost a sense of direction and purpose. Anything's permissible. Anything can be done or said. And so what you are exposing your kids to in their house, right, is it any wonder that many of them, right, go to school and regurgitate what they have heard you say or heard on the latest rap song, which is, for the most part, despicable material. But they can recite the latest rapper, the lyrics, but they don't know the ABCs or they don't know the timetables. How good is that? Is that working? I don't think so. So it's time for us to really look within if we close out 23 and go in 24 and say, hey, if we don't start to take a different look at the importance of families, these homes, what they do, what they are producing, we are just losing more and more and more of our young people. And you better be clear about this here. If you don't know, let me tell you. You are no longer needed for cheap labor or labor that's interlevel. Anybody listening? I'll say it again. Folks in the back row, we ain't paying attention. Ados, American-born blacks, we are no longer needed for cheap labor or labor that's classified as interlevel. All these, all these illegals, that's why it's brought here. That's why it's brought here. It benefits the businesses and it benefits them. And also, it absolves America for being accountable for the 350 years of oppression that we were subjected to. Because now, we got what? Multiculturalism, diversity to attend to. We got all the other folks too. We got to take care of not just you, black American, but everybody. So our legitimate grievance has been swept under the rug, off the table for redress, because why? We must not take care of everybody. And we're not even preparing our kids to be competitive out here in America. So again, I get back to my theme for today's uh, talk. Parents, what you do in homes matter. What you do in homes matter. And I can say there's nothing 
more painful me for me to witness. When a parent is crying about their misbehaving child, and there's nothing that they can do, because why? The child will not listen to them anymore. He or she has stopped paying the mama or the dad, if he's there, any attention. And the only thing they can say, if they are up in age, teenage year, I guess you got to log them up then. Log them up. Is that something? And not realize the cost of imprisonment in Massachusetts is about 60, 60 grand. 60 grand a year we got to pay now because why? The home failed these children. You failed to, p- process, to process and prepare your child to be out of here because of the nonsense that you allowed to go into your house during the formative years. Those years of developing, lost and gone. Because things are being permitted or seen or heard in the house that the child should not have been privy to. You are doing things, not being conscious of the effect that we're going to have on that child development. Cussing, cussing a child out <clears throat> is not disciplining the kid. Using physical intimidation is not teaching a child right from wrong. And one day they're not going to fear you. And one day they're going to start to cuss you out, which I've seen firsthand. So I'm here as this year close out to implore black American parents, black American parents, I think of you now, although it applies to all parents. Again, I got no active graduates, nobody, I'm speaking to my group. We need to understand that many who call themselves parents have failed. They have failed to prepare the kids to be out here. And so now, what recourse does a child have but to continue and misbehave? Because he or she's not, they're not trained to be out here. They're not not competitive. They don't have the social skill, the verbal skill, the mannerism. And it all goes back to what occurred in that house. And it's not, it's not, you know, uh, okay because in the end, the community, right, ends up receiving that child and his behavior. So we end up suffering because why the job was not done when you had that kid doing the formative years, the molding years, the teachable years, all squandered because too many could get their groove on but could not get their teaching on. But you didn't teach them nothing. And so now, here they are in the community, running buck wild, being a nuisance to themselves and to us. And all you can say is, because you got to log them up, log them up. Well, I think it's time for us to be able to hold us to a high standard. We need to, as a black community, develop a, a code of ethics, a code of conduct. And the first code needs to be that we are not going to embrace or rejoice when people come and go out and have these kids at such a young age, knowing darn well they don't know nothing. And in most cases, their mother or father there also had them when they was young. So immature people begets other immature people. That's what we're doing to teach them. So it's a lose-lose all the way around 
because we have laws, a code of conduct in our community. We glorify things that have no business being glorified. And all the research and data backs it, backs it up that these young folks who are born into single-parent households, right, it doesn't look good for them. So, so despite all of the support that's supposed to to help these young mothers, these single parents, these single fathers, it doesn't do any good for the most part. For the most part. So I believe, after being out of here, it's time for some good old-fashioned prevention. Don't do it. And see, in today's culture, in 2023, you can have sex until the cows come home. They got enough things on the market to prevent you from being pregnant, be it male or female. If either one of y'all had any kind of prevention, right, there'd be no life coming forth. So you got two irresponsible people getting their groove on, in the end, knowing darn well that neither one is capable, right, or in a position to raise this child and care for it and provide for it. And you got folks throwing parties for these young girls, and the daddy's not even there. Either he is showing up, right? He's at home, he's at home with his mom and daddy. So now think about this here. Here's the picture. She's staying home with her mom and daddy if he's there. He's staying home with his mom and daddy if he's there. And we throw a party of like celebration. For what? For what? What? Why are we doing this here? Why are we celebrating something that we know is going to be a struggle? All the data shows that even those single parents who end up, you know, climbing the hill, either, you know, being highly skilled, highly educated, it's a serious struggle. Because why? You got to carry now the weight of that newborn. So you can't maneuver as though it's just you. You can't plot and plan as though it's just you. Now you got a newborn. And for many, it's not just one. They get two and three of them. So whatever dream they once had, if they had any dream, are now totally derailed. And so many, even, even on, on the so-called welfare to work program, you're working in job that, A, you, 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 probably, you probably don't want, but you got to work to get those uh, provisions. What kind of future is that for you? And you don't have the physical help because you're not married. So you got no helpmate. We need to stop celebrating things that are detrimental to our community and to the individual. I'm a father of a 32-year-old female. I thank God every day, being in the not work and being this kind of work that I that I'm in, that I and Deborah, my wife, we was on when it came to how we're going to raise our daughter. We had a conversation about how we're going to raise her. You know? It wasn't just like, you know, uh, hit or miss. We was in unison there. I thank God every day how well she's turned out. I thank God every day that me and Deborah was in unison. How we're going to raise our daughter? What kind of values, integrity, character, things I did as a single guy, I cut that crap out when she was born. Things Deborah was doing as a single female, she cut that crap out as a parent. Your life changes once you bring in your child. 
You can't do what you was doing when you were single, ripping and running, hooping and hollering. You had to change. I had to change. I, I had to let go some of my single habits. I thank God every day I did because how well my daughters turned out. And I and Deborah set a standard. No husband, no babies. That's point, that's point blank. I'm pro-marriage. No husband, no babies. So again, reason why she did not get pregnant, I believe, she always knew, right, she had an opportunity to excel, to be what she wanted to be. And I probably, you can't be that having a newborn on your hip. You can't be that one or two kids. Look at those who have tried that. Look how they're struggling. So if you want to make sure that your dreams have a chance of becoming actualized or become a reality, don't make these mistakes. And there are no mistakes. If you're having sex, hear me now. If you're having sex and neither the woman or the man has protection, there's a good chance, I think about 99% of chance, not, 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 not 90%, that you're going to become impregnated. There's no mystery mystery here. You know what I mean? It ain't no, uh, you know, just, uh, it just happened crap here. It, it amazes me, folks, oops, that oopsie stuff. Oopsie. I told my daughter, I don't play oopsie. I don't do oopsies. Because all this here is in your control. All of that. It's in your control. And if you want a chance to be all you can be, to be the kind of life you want to live on your term, you cannot go out and have these kids it's at a young age when you don't know when you don't know nothing. I thank God every day that she listened, but I also thank God the job that her mother did on raising her and setting standards and also making sure that a lot of things that she did as a single female female, she was not doing she was not doing as a wife and a mother. You can't do these things. Come on, people. We're going the wrong way here. And I'm not badging anybody. Anybody making you feel bad? about, you know, insulting you, shaming you. No, it's not working. The community is made worse off from this here activity. It's about more than just you. It's hurting us. When you go out and do these things, it hurts us. Because now that young man, a young woman, come out of your house, right, not prepared with the social skills, etiquette skills, the grace. And we get hurt. So it's time for us, right, to recognize we got to change. In 2024, there should be no encouragement of young folks becoming parents without being married. And marriage, let me say, is not a panacea. God did not mean for it to be a panacea. If the two people, right, to work to achieve something, to raise their children, because two pulling that wagon is better than one. And all the research data, all the research shows that one pulling that wagon by itself doesn't work. Again, I'm your host, Larry, Larry Higginbottom, and you listen to WBCA on the 2.9 FM. Again, listen to WBCA on the 2.9 FM. Then the program from the trenches, baby. Observation of trenches. Observation of trenches. Well, speak about things I'm seeing out here as a mental health provider in our families. What we do, we do wraparound service. We in the house. We get to see firsthand how few folks are, how these kids are faring, how families are doing. I thought the parenting. 
And my dialogue today, the last uh, last uh, episode for 2023, is real simple. Parents, what you do inside your home matters. Hear that word? What you do. Not what the state does or government does or your mama does, your daddy does. What you do, parents, those who conceive those kids, what you do matters. Because at the end of the day now, your child is going to replicate or reflect what you have or have not done. And don't come with the exception. Well, I know a family, they did a great job. Kid turned out hard. Kid just turned out horribly. They the exception, baby. We know the rule. The rule is if your child's born to a single-headed household, the good chance all these things he's going or she's going to encounter. We ain't talking about the exception, the rule. And too many of our kids are born into environments that they never had a chance. Because the folks who conceived them had no freaking idea what the heck they what the heck they was doing. Dead lies the problem. So you got the blind leading the blind. And I've been out here too long, too long to see this catastrophe continue. And it's time for us as a community to say, nope, time to stop. Yeah, you might be fornicating, okay, but you don't have to be a parent. There's too much protection now in 2023, about to be 2024. And you should not want to have that burden of trying to be something that you are not prepared to be. Therein lies the problem. Many who are parents was never prepared to be a parent. And another thing I don't accept anymore. Well, there's no book on being a parent. Yes, there is. There are many people who've done the right way. Why? They did it at the right time. And it was listening. It was willing to be what? A student and be taught by folks who knew had made mistakes to make sure that they did not make mistakes. When I had my daughter, I was 32. Deborah's uh, Deborah, thing was 27. I've been around the block a few times, seen, seen some things. I knew some things I could not do as a father. She knew as a mother some things she should not do. That's why we came in harmony and unison on what we're going to do as a, as, 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 a, as the head of the house. What are we going to do? How are we going to raise our children? We had we had, we had a dialogue. We had a dialogue about that. I had a conversation about that. A conversation about that. Sit down, do's and don't. <clears throat> things that I was going to take out of my life. Vice versa with her. Who benefited? Our daughter. Who else benefited? The community. Because why? When she came to when she went to the community, right? She was well behaved, okay, well received. She was angry, hostile. Had a very pleasant demeanor. All her needs were being met at home, loved, nurtured, cared for, taught. You know. And who benefited? The community. Because you not have this wayward child out here being what? Misbehaving. So what you do in the house, mom and dad, affects us. So I'm just saying as 23 comes to a close, <clears throat> my last episode for this year, I'm just putting out an atmosphere that what you do in the house parent matters. And there's nothing more painful for me, being a lot of work that I'm in, to see parents who are crying because their children who are now out here 
14, 15, 16, 17, 18, running buck wild, <clears throat> they have no control over. They have no influence over. These kids pay them no mind. And yet they have been held accountable for their children's behavior. And all they can say, I'm tired. I'm tired. Well, when you back up, when you back up this here, this wagon, in the beginning, what's the problem? You had three people having children with no idea about their own development, their own maturity, about human development, what kids need, how kids thrive, how kids learn, how to be the role model for their children. They had no idea about that. So this is exposed to work, all kind of rap music, mm-hmm. all kind of vile language, vocal language. That was cool. It's funny. Well, they're not laughing now. They are not laughing now. And neither are we. Because the community, we're paying a price. Why? We got to deal with them. Those children who was not prepared to be out here not groomed to be successful, don't have mannerism, no home training, have no idea where they're going in life, want a good life but don't know, I don't, don't have no idea how to get there. Those young men and women are now out here, right, you know, misbehaving and making the community's life a living hell. You won't find kids as a whole who's been properly nurtured, needs met, disciplined properly, healthy, loved, been encouraged, supported, got healthy rituals, healthy routine, has been exposed, taught, proper, proper role modeling. You won't find those kids for the most part out here being a fool. You won't find those kids going to school, right? being disruptive, won't listen, won't listen to teacher, won't follow instruction. You won't find them kids going to school without a book bag, no books, or showing up late all the time for class. You won't find them kids for the most part if they've been properly nurtured, loved, instructed, disciplined, and by discipline, I don't mean whooping, because I did not lay a finger on my daughter. <clears throat> and I come from a very whoop-you-behind whoop kind of family. My mom and daddy, both born in Mississippi, they would have whooped you didn't look at you. So I decided to parent. I was not going to choose that mythology of teaching my, my daughter right from wrong. I wanted her to be a thinker. Why certain behavior, right, was not in her best interest. So I chose not to use corporate, corporate punishment. I'm not against it, but I chose I was not going to use that as a primary source of getting my daughter's attention. I thank God, me and my wife, Deborah, was, was, was in tandem on this here. How she's turned out. I'm very proud of her. But again, who benefits from that? Who benefits from that? The community, when she went out to the play, the school where she went, her friends, her peers. Because it was not calling me and Deborah saying, Lord have mercy, your daughter is out of control. <clears throat> She's just running buck wild. 
We glad we glad she left. Ooh, this child's bad. We never got those kind of comments or calls. Because why? We put work on the front end. We knew our job was to be done on the front end. It was what? A continuation. You set the foundation on the front end. Based on what you say, what you do, your modeling, your instruction, using words of encouragement, words of instruction, not vulgar, put down, insulting language. You correct them in a loving manner when they do make a mistake. But you always have what? Grace and redemption. Well, kids raised in that kind of environment for the most part, we start to mimic and also incorporate those values, those beliefs, those principles. Education-wise, mom and dad, it's up to you to set the tone for their being a lover of learning. You set that tone, mom and dad. How so, Larry? I'm glad you asked. To this day, I still have all of Caria's books that we bought for her during her early years, her, her, her adolescent years, kindergarten years. And our house was a ritual, a routine. After dinner, we wash up, go to bed, but we always read a story. And what I could do, I could tell what she was struggling at by the words that she couldn't pronounce or if I say, okay, based on what you just based on what you, what you just read, let me tell me what you tell me the meaning of that. Based on that sentence or that paragraph, what is it saying to you? So I didn't need to wait for a teacher parent conference, right? To know if my child was failing or not. By me being the primary ultimate teacher, I had a reading to me. So I knew if she was comprehending. Why? Readers here, right? Based, 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 based on what, what you just read, what does it mean? Same with, same with, with, with addition, subtraction. I helped taught her that. I reinforced those, those, those skills that she's been learned in the first, second, third grade, how to do math. Why? Working with that at the house, at the kitchen table. So, when she went to school, she's ready. She's prepared. Not one day that she ever said, I don't want to go to school, daddy. Not one day. Because why? We nurtured her a love for learning, a love for reading. And mom, dad, if you listen, <clears throat> everything in America comes back to comprehension. If your child is not able to comprehend but through reading, he or she don't stand a chance. Every, everything involves reading. Can you comprehend what you just read? Do you understand the instruction that the author's giving you by the text? So you don't need to wait for a teacher conference to know if your kid is struggling or not. If you're not sitting down at the kitchen table with your child, reviewing their homework, setting in plays, a ritual, this is just homework time, when the TV's off, all right, no music that your child can lock in on the work at hand, 
You're not creating that kind of environment, right? The classroom has 45 or 50 minutes. If your kid coming in unprepared, right, not a love of learning because he or she just lacked the basic skills, well, now you got all these kids out of order, which means the teachers spend all their time trying to get kids, what, back on task. Because the fundamental of learning, ABCs, counting, knowing colors, shapes, you did not bother to teach your child the fundamentals of the learning the learn, learning block. So now he or she coming in, what I call just a raw spirit, all over the place, because you have failed your job at the house. Most learning, mom and dad, take place where? At the kitchen table with your child, going over the assignment, making sure they understand it. If you don't understand it, right, clearing up any any misunderstanding they might have. You can only do that if you take time to sit down with them and have them go over the work and what they're struggling with, then you have to bring clarity. But it's not being done. What I'm seeing out here too often, folks think that all learning should be on the teacher. Do the teacher job. <clears throat> I heard folks say, well, that's what they get paid for, don't they? Hmm. Think about it. I'm a teacher. I got 45 or 50 minutes in class. I might have 10, 15 kids in there. If a third of those kids or half those kids come in there already behind, not on grade level, can't read, can't comprehend, can't do simple addition or whatever it might be, where I'm spending my time trying to keep kids from being what? Out of order. I spend most of my time trying to keep kids what busy, trying to teach them the fundamentals, because why? You failed your job. You failed your job. And we need to understand that you have a job to teach your children. You have a job to be that teacher, to make sure that what they don't understand, you bring clarity. If you don't know, as, like, I, like I didn't know <clears throat> when it came to algebra, well, I made sure I got her a tutor. And no, I don't hear about, I don't hear about the cost. You got money to play the lottery. You got money to buy wine, weed, whatever. You got money to invest in your children. Because at the end of the day now, at the end of the day now, that's your child. That's your child. That's your child. And nobody is going to look out for your child's best interest better than you. I repeat again for those in the back row. No one's going to look, look, out, look out for your child's interest better than you. And I'm contending a lot of folks holler education. They want, they want to be educated, but they don't want to do their part. Too often parents do not want to do their, do their part. Why? It's not glamorous. Sitting there, going over the same thing repeatedly, making sure that your child, your son or daughter gets it. It's not glamorous. But it goes a long way of them becoming a lover of learning. Other than, other than just going to school, because, well, I got to go, because why? I got to go. Again, it ain't working, people. <clears throat> it's time for us in the black community to be honest with ourselves and to say that we have developed some bad habits that have 50 years since King was murdered that are detrimental to our individual 
and our collective well-being and growth. And having these children too early, but no idea what to do and how to do it, is detrimental to their health and ours. So as they provide our nutrition, I'm saying it's time for us, us to acknowledge that and to stop celebrating these poor choices, these poor, poor choices that many are still making in 2023. But again, you're listening to WBCA 102.9 FM. WBCA 102.9 FM. I'm your host, Larry Higginbottom. Name of this program, from the trenches, baby. Observation from the trenches. Well, speak about things that I see out here as a mental health professional out here in the trenches the last two decades in folks' homes. We can see firsthand how they're faring. And they're going to see policies made on high, how it affects them folks in the trenches. And I can say that single parenthood has been a detriment to us. A detriment. And all the research shows that most of these kids who come out of these homes don't fare well. The prison are loaded with them. Loaded with them. Many in them are record. Many of the females end up being what? Future parents, single parents. Many of the fathers end up being fathers who's absent, just fornicating. As they say, what? Just knocking the boots. And so we have embraced some terrible habits that are detrimental to the group. Because why? We don't have an internal code of conduct that we hold each other to. And one of those should be getting pregnant and becoming a father and mother prematurely should not be smiled upon. It's done nothing good for the community. It's done nothing good for the for, the, for, the, for those for those kids. It's done nothing good for society. And most of them don't fare well. So if there's not enough to change our stroke, I don't know what it is. Because right now, going to 2024, there are millions upon millions upon millions of, of illegal immigrants who are here for cheap labor and labor for interlevel. So your little Johnny and Susie is not even needed anymore. So if they're not, if they're not preparing to be, if they're not being prepared to be competitive out here, <clears throat> they are obsolete. What are they going to do? What are, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? So I'm just saying, ain't time to feel bad. Ain't time, you know, be ashamed. Ain't time and say, well, you know, uh, get tripping me. No, no, it's too late for that. It's too late for that. It's time to acknowledge that we went the wrong way. We went the wrong way. When President Johnson created the anti-poverty program, reason why they failed so miserably is that it was not designed by folks like us on the bottom. It was designed by so-called bureaucrat, bureaucrats or you know, liberal whites and liberal, black, liberal blacks <clears throat> giving us things they thought we needed. But it's not designed by those of us on the bottom who know better than what we need than they do. And so when the law is passed, social services, for you to receive this chump chain called, called a welfare check and other provision, the man could not be in the house. Now think about it. It's supposed to be a program for families. Because of contempt and disdain for black Americans, especially black American men, we'll help the babies. But the man can't be there. Well, reason why 
He's not working as why. White would not hire him. Who owned the contract? The job. You did. So you won't hire the man, okay, as the, as the primary provider. But we will take care of his babies. <clears throat> and but he but he but he got to be gone. Now think about how ridiculous, how stupid that is. But you there, right, to aid families. You won't hire my man. You won't give him a city contract <clears throat> or state contract or job where he can be the head of the household. That's why he came from the south to the north, east or west. But you will allow me to collect welfare or Section 8 or food stamp, but he couldn't be there. And foolishly, we're the people, right, jumped on that going nowhere ordinance. And now here we are 40 years later, look at the destruction of the black family. So everything in America, everything in America comes back to who? White people. Why? It's their country. It's their country. It is what it is. They own all the wealth, control all the resources, and they write the policies. And there are many policies they wrote on our behalf was detrimental. That was one. That policy destroyed black families. And so it's time for us to say, nope, 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 nope. We ain't riding a horse no more. And we're going to stop by having, by stop having these kids out of wedlock. We're going to stop that. <clears throat> First and foremost, that's something that, that you know, we control. <clears throat> Excuse me. We can, we can control that. It's my belief. But anyway, as I come to a close, these final minutes here, again, I'm your host, Larry Higginbottom. And you listen to WBCA 102.9 FM, again, WBCA 102.9 FM, name of the program, From the Trenches, baby. Observation from the Trenches, from the Trenches. I speak about what I see out here that's not working for our, for our group. Ados, American descendant slave or black America. Disparaging no group against no group. But nobody's fighting for us. We're not fighting for ourselves. And we should first start by acknowledging what doesn't work. Being a single parent does not work. All the data shows that. It doesn't work for you, the kids, or the community. So it's time to do what an about face. It's just as simple as that. So again, parents, remember, what you do inside your home truly matters. It really does. It really, really, really matters. And don't be afraid to listen to folks who know who've made mistakes, whereby you don't have to. Just listen. But you can't be single and be a parent and do what you did as a single man or woman. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. Never have, never will. And all the research data shows that. So it ain't about hurt feelings, it ain't about you feeling bad, it ain't about you trying to dump on me. Nope, nope, nope. It's, we done passed that point. We're losing too many of our young folks because these homes are not healthy to produce folks who are going to be competitive to be out here in American society. That that's, that's, is, 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 is what it is. But anyways, I wind down, you know, I'll be here next Wednesday, God willing. In 2024, another, another topic. And I want you to be safe, you know, take care of yourself. And, uh, you know, make sure you take care of your families. Take care of yourself. And 
remember that it all starts with you. You got to be about learning about what you don't know. What you don't know is not the end of it. You got to put time in to know, to, to do research and to read. And make sure that you make your kids a love of learning. That they understand the importance of learning. And check your kids' work by asking them to read to you and see if they are comprehending what they're reading. If they're not, then you got, well, you got, you got work to do. That's all. You have work to do. Because no one's coming to save us. No one's coming to make things better for you and I. Never have, never will. So we need to just be clear about that. But that being said, we've always been able to rebound and do better, despite all the obstacles. Look what we've done with no help. So imagine what we, what we could do if we're not hurting ourselves. So I'm saying stop hurting yourself, stop hurting your kids, and you'll be okay. And again, listen, listen to WBCA 102.9 FM, WBCA 102.9 FM. I'm your host, Larry Higginbottom, and the show from the trenches, baby, off the from the trenches. And I want you to have a very healthy, healthy uh, uh, New Year, Eve, you know, and uh, be safe. And I will see you in 24 next Wednesday, God willing. And we'll talk then. Bye. The preceding commentary does not necessarily reflect the views of the staff and management of WBCA or the Boston Neighborhood Network. If you would like to express another opinion, you can address your comments to Boston Neighborhood Network, 3025 Washington Street, Boston, Massachusetts, 02119. To arrange a time for your own commentary, you can call WBCA at 617-708-3215 or email radio at bnnmedia.org.